Welcome to Life Solved from the University of Portsmouth. In this podcast, we explore the research that's coming out of collaborations across the university and the way it's set to change our lives today and in the future. This time, we're hearing how tech is changing our world with Adrian Hopgood, Professor of Intelligent Systems here at the University of Portsmouth. I get a real buzz out of working with colleagues from different disciplines, helping them connect with each other. Work at Portsmouth is divided into themes rather than disciplines, so that colleagues with different expertise can put ideas together and collaborate by sharing their unique experiences. Adrian's director of the Future and Emerging Technologies theme. That means he's got some pretty fascinating insights to share on how tech is taking us to new depths, inside our minds, into businesses, and pioneering projects in space. Let's find out more. Adrian's passionate about getting tech colleagues from across the university using their expertise in novel and exciting areas. One of those is in artificial intelligence and how it can be used in everyday scenarios. So it's getting people from the Faculty of Technology, working with people in business, healthcare, arts and humanities, and looking for new and exciting ways to, to work collaboratively. There's a strong emphasis on tackling big societal challenges, and you can only tackle those challenges by working with uh, mixed teams of people bringing different talents and expertise. I think what really excites me about uh, artificial intelligence and its practical applications is the applications. Often we're developing the, uh, the underlying technologies, but the applications are so diverse and really make an impact, improving people's lives in terms of their healthcare, improving the economies and uh, efficiencies of, of industry, improving the quality of logistics, etc. Real, real practical impacts in the real world. Healthcare is a big focus for the university. And Adrian explained how artificial intelligence can be applied to crunch data, make predictions and speed up the pathway for patients to getting the best care available. We're doing a lot of exciting work in healthcare at the moment. Several projects going on, but uh, one that's just about ready for publication is working with a clinician who's one of the leading experts at the Portsmouth Hospital's University Trust uh, in bowel cancer. And we've been working with him to look at his data to predict uh, patient outcomes following surgery. I think one of the key drivers of our research at the moment is the important partnership that we've built with the Portsmouth Hospitals University Trust. So examples include better planning of healthcare for bowel cancer patients using data analytics and artificial intelligence. But likewise, there are many other exciting medical applications. So we've been at uh, the forefront of some of the uh, COVID research using data analytics to assess risks for patients. We've done some work on uh, automatically interpreting x-ray images of, of lungs to detect lung disease, including COVID. We've got a project to uh, improve the quality of health data, to improve health records for individual patients. We formed a cluster called Artificial Intelligence and its Practical Applications, APA for short, and this is a loose network of some 50 academics who are all interested in uh, artificial intelligence and are applying it in their, their own specialist areas. I think the real benefit of having this kind of loose network 
is that artificial intelligence is being applied exactly where it's needed, as it were. It's much more effective to be working with people in healthcare or business or logistics or the creative arts if they're applying the, that expertise in their area of specialism. Much more effective than having a centralised artificial intelligence centre based solely on computer scientists. The computer scientists, of course, have their role. The really exciting things happen when the uh, technology is applied where it makes a difference. In resource-strained systems, being able to make the best use of budget and prioritise what needs to be actioned is vital. In healthcare systems, that all contributes to the most successful patient experience. I've got one student who's originally from Bangladesh and he's really passionate about improving access to healthcare in Bangladesh and in other developing countries. So he's driving a project under my supervision to build an automated AI-driven healthcare advisor to try and improve access to healthcare so that through this AI-driven portal, patients can get advice, get initial diagnosis, initial triage, before finally being put through to a human practitioner uh, online. So it's really increasing the access to healthcare. That work will really make a difference when it comes to fruition, particularly ac improving access to healthcare in Bangladesh and other developing countries. Another research student of mine is uh, working on using artificial intelligence to improve individual healthcare records. And that has perhaps a surprising application because in a country like the UK, there are upward of 60 million healthcare records. If they were all accurate, this would be a fabulous resource from which you could draw all sorts of conclusions using data analytics about the links between symptoms, diseases, treatments and outcomes. Unfortunately, in the UK and indeed every other country, the medical records are flawed. They have omissions, inconsistencies, inaccuracies. So if we could build a tool to eliminate or reduce those uh, errors, then it opens up the possibility of a fabulous resource which can enable us to do so much medical research without actually carrying out specific medical experiments and trials. And I'm really excited about the impact his work will make in the UK and indeed globally. So what other AI-driven projects are taking place at the university? Adrian explained that the applications range from the local to the global, and even the space. We're using Earth observation techniques to monitor changes in the world. Equally, our health research doesn't respect geographic boundaries. It's relevant to the whole world, to societies everywhere. Artificial intelligence is helping Portsmouth on a more local scale as well. As an example, we're working with a small specialist manufacturer who's looking at ways of streamlining their, their operations so that they can automate some of the planning of these niche components to make it much more efficient. AI is also a useful tool in business and industry, such as in satellite communications and telecommunications. I had a project working with a rail freight company using artificial intelligence to, uh, to better uh, schedule the, their trains and their, and their drivers. Equally, I've been working with uh, manufacturing and looking at ways of monitoring the quality of, of products and controlling manufacturing processes, building autonomy into some of these systems. We're working with bigger companies too, so we're partners in our space uh, telecommunications research with the likes of Airbus, BT, Avanti and uh, British Aerospace, all based in the Portsmouth area. 
I think one of the most exciting areas in uh, future and emerging technologies is space. At the University of Portsmouth, it's emerging as one of the key items of focus in the technology arena. We're very proud to host the South Coast Centre of Excellence in Satellite Applications. Equally, we have the world-leading Institute of Cosmology and Gravitation. We're partners in Horizons 5G, which is a consortium to do with high-quality communications backed up by satellites. And we are home to Aster Technology, the only space engineering centre in the UK that's accredited by ESA, that's the European Space Agency. And if you look at the South Coast Centre of Excellence in Satellite Applications, that's about using satellite information here on Earth. It's about making practical use of uh, satellite data. Uh, satellites essentially give you communications, navigation and Earth observation. And we're helping companies across our region to make best use uh, of that information. We like to contrast it with the cosmology and gravitation. They're looking up out into space. We're looking down on Earth and using that data to best possible effect to help organisations and companies around our region. But it's not just digital technology that falls under Adrian's remit. Technology is changing the world around us every day and is often inspired by nature in solving problems. Since our work on composites to build lightweight materials for the automotive industry, for automotive racing and indeed in uh, boat construction. We've got some novel developments inspired by limpet teeth, of all things, to create really hard materials. And that's got applications in heat shields, for instance, in spacecraft. Another example is our biocompatible materials. So, for instance, developing materials which can be used for prosthetics and be ex accepted by the body's uh, natural systems. So uh, we're really proud of our new centre in extended realities. So that's to do with the merger of virtual reality with augmented reality to simulate a whole host of different environments to, uh, to replicate all kind of real world situations within the context of a laboratory. We're using extended reality to simulate satellites around the Earth so you can visualise how they orbit the Earth, what time frames, how they move and so forth. You need to know about the positions and movements of satellites in order to be able to plan how you're able to use them, how you can use them for communications, for navigation and for observing the Earth. Thanks for listening to this episode of Life Solved. You can find out more online about cutting-edge collaborative research from the university's Future and Emerging Technologies theme. You can explore case studies in AI, transport, health and space on the website port.ac.uk forward slash research.